the Didn't Ask for Agony podcast. We take old problems, give some new advice that literally no one asked for. Enjoy! Enjoy! Oh, I'm, you're taking your tea bag out your tea. Mid tea bagging. Apologies. <laughs> mid tea bagging. Hey, Ruby. Things have changed. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm back now. Oh my God. Hi. Hi, listeners. How are we doing? How they we... can't answer us. But, but maybe they do in spirit. Maybe I like they... to think. Maybe that you go. Hi, guys. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> do you ever pause a podcast and pretend you're in the conversation? Oh, all, the, all the time. time. Feel free right now. So, oh my God. You're joking me. That was when? Just use this as much as you need to have your own conversation with me and Ruby. (gasps) What a prick. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. Oh my God, I'm so happy for you. You know, just like whatever suits the mood, you know? Mm, mm, Whatever you need. Um, I feel like it's like, you know, in those books when you're kids where like there's loads of different, uh, it's like the page is cut up into like three sections. So there's different heads, different bodies and different legs. Just use this like, oh no, (gasps) that's amazing. Like just use as and when and what you need. I was thinking like like a little DJ soundboard of all the sounds we make. Some podcasts have that and that'd be quite cool, wouldn't it? They do like... Boom, boom, boom. I, don't, I don't really know. Maybe I mean, not. that would be cool, but I think it'd have to be on your side of the desk. Yeah. Because I would not be trusted. No, I wouldn't trust you at all. <laughs> As the editor of the podcast. <laughs> N- not for a second. <laughs> not for a moment. Not for a second would I trust yeah, you. Yeah, man, pick up the bands. No. You said you had a question you wanted to ask me. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm a little bit worried about it, I'll be honest, listeners. Uh, you should be. I think it's um, a ruby question. <laughs> well, I'm not sure. Have we discussed my um, on the podcast before my... Uh, Networking questions. Um, refresh. I feel like we must have, but refresh. Basically, because in like generally in like parties or networking scenarios, I don't like asking the normal boring questions of like, "What are you up to now?" So I always have a list in my back pocket Ruby of like plans. Her Ruby will be like, "Right, I'm going to go to this party tonight, yeah. and I'm going to ask some people this question." I'm, gonna... I'm like, "I don't, I don't know that you." Need to, I don't know that people are expecting that in any way. Maybe just, yeah. hi, how are you? Ruby's like, no, no, I've got a question. I'm going to go and I'm going to collect some data. Yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> very it's very um, intentional. Very intentional. But it always the thing, the thing that I like about it is that I drop in these weird questions into a group setting and then everyone isn't, like, they always, they always get a good response and get lots of questions and everyone else is asking questions and then I've started an excellent conversation and then I can just walk away being, like, the queen Proud of, of yourself. The queen you of socialising. Like, I'm the best. This is what I mean. This is what's interesting about it, listeners. Ruby doesn't do this to be like, Oh, you know, I want to I wanna know this person's opinion or like, oh, let me think of something to say so I don't get nervous. Ruby does this so she can be like, I want to win the Social Butterfly Award. I want to win the Most Interesting Woman at the Party. But I, I want to win the Manic Pixie Dream Girl Award. No, not Manic Pixie Dream Girl. That is, that is Pixie not Dream me. Girl. I am not Manic. <laughs> I am more 3D than that. I'm not vapid and boring. And, and, and no. Oh my God, how harsh all the Manic Pixie Dream Girls no, we man, man, Okay, Manic Pixie Dream Girls is something within film that is just like a, a 2D character there yeah, to like make me, a man feel good about eventually sleeping with her. Tell me you don't know some Manic Pixie Dream Girls in your real life. <laughs> she can't, because we all do. Bless their little socks, we do. But I am not one. Oh, bless them. I think, go, go on and spry, you little fairy nymphs. Okay, I Off can, you go. I will be a, a Manic gremlin woman <laughs> that's what you but she just wants to win I'm not so on, anyways talk to them about the questions anyway so I have like these whole list of questions and they are good because I've had it before when, I, when I've been to when <laughs> they are good um, I'm actually brilliant thank you very much number one you bring them up you go oh Ruby have you asked this person this question I'm like I've only done me. that once and it was because that person specifically had information that related to the question that you had anyway. and then also they um I've had it before at a party when someone's come up to me and they've gone, I've been asking people your question, you know? And I'd be like, excellent, please give me all the details. <laughs> give me that data, yum, yum, yum. Anyway, so my current question, my new one that I will be taking with me new up one. to the fringe. Okay, great. To the Edinburgh fringe. Everyone prep for the fringe. Is, um, <laughs> it's already a difficult enough place. Okay. In an already crowded market of feet pics. <laughs> 
Why is this reading like a novel? How would you make yours stand out amongst the rest? How would I make my feet pics stand out? Yeah, if you the had rest? to sell feet pics in an already crowded market, how would you make yours stand out amongst the rest? Who? Why am I doing feet pics? Mm. I mean, I won't lie. I'm actually really broke at the minute. So part of me is thinking that this would be a really viable yeah. uh, enterprise. Okay, how would I make them stand out? Manicure, I'm assuming. Like that, but mm-hmm, that's basic mm-hmm. shit, right? you got to get a manicure. You're going to make your feet look nice. Yeah. What am I setting them against? Is this, or what positions are they in? Well, no, this is just like, how would you make, what would be your USP? Like, what would you do? I can give you some ta- um, example answers I've already had. Example answers you've already, go for it. Tell me some okay. example answers. So my answer. Have you done research? Have you been Googling foot pics? No. I don't believe you for a fucking <laughs> second. Ruby's got a fetish. Ruby's got a fetish. <laughs> no. Yes, she does. Okay. I'm well, going to look up your Google search history when we leave here. <laughs> and what will it tell me? <laughs> what will it tell you? What have I been <laughs> that Ruby likes foot pics. Moving on. Right, come on. Give me examples. So I said that I would make mine, I would recreate group photos. <laughs> so like with loads of feet. So uh, no no no, as in like you know, um, Jesus and the Last Supper. <laughs> I would yeah, but with my toes, or or you know, um, you know the when you people do you know are... why people buy feet pics, right? Yeah, but I think that's funny. Mm, you're not Catholic. Um, <laughs> or or do you know when the men who are eating lunch on that steel beam um, in America? Yeah, up the, on the Empire State yeah, Building when you, they were building will it. you do that with your toes? With your toes. <laughs> yeah. You must have some dexterity in your toes. <laughs> Someone said the Beatles walking across the zebra crossing. and <laughs> That would have to your be really feet spry. Up, that'd be quite cool. That'd be, yeah. I like that one, I have That's to say. It's funny. Um... <laughs> And then another person, I really love. I this feel answer. like these are feet pics that will like end up in like an art exhibition about like, you know, like a social commentary on the foot fetish thing. <laughs> I'm trying to bring it into like new art world or something like this, rather than being the ones that men are like actually buying to have a wank over. Well, yeah. Well, this is because because like the Last Supper is a tough wank. <laughs> <laughs> like no offense, that's a rough one. Especially if you're raised Catholic. The, the shame, guilt, hey, maybe that is the thing. Maybe that's like self-flagellation. I've no idea. What? You're the one who brought no, up I'm a just... fetish and I was talking about the Last Supper. No, How was my mind the filthy one? I can't wait to clip that out of context. God damn it. If this ends up on Instagram... I'll, I'll be going to confession next week. Um, anyway, no, but that and then oh, someone someone said this one's really smart that they would do a wordle on their toes or an anagram. So someone you that had to buy a, a good one. You had to buy a new pick each day to do the anagram, and you just like just write letters on your that toes. That has suspense Isn't in it. it? That's that, good. This, this, this right. So this is what I mean. There's got to be some sort of titillation in it. There's got to be some some element that's tantalizing, right? And for some people, that's just the feet themselves, but. Whoever yeah. that person says, they've upped the stakes a bit so it doesn't have to be directly due to the fetish that you're intrigued. Yeah. Maybe the fetish is what opened the door, right? But the word will keep you there, <laughs> you know? The two, two for one, right? A wank and a game. It's all, you know, like that's, that's come on, that's bang for buck, quite literally. <laughs> <laughs> what would be your... What would be mine? Oh, God, I don't know. What would be mine? I'm just thinking now how nice it is to walk barefoot like in grass or in sand or mm. be in the water but I don't think that's that's exciting mm. see I just want lots of little hats <laughs> lots oh my god like the innocent smoothie bottle hats yeah, little hats. yes yeah yeah that'd be fun uh, what would I, think I do funny. to my I feet think to make them interesting maybe I would oh my god do you know what might mm, would that work Maybe if I wrote like antagonistic statements on my toes, (laughs) do you know, like Megan isn't the problem or like Andrew's a pedo, you know, like get the royalists involved. For some reason, I feel like the royalist fans are also the foot fetish fans. Mm. Don't ask me why. That's just what my brain is doing with this. Uh, What else could I write? Um, do, Do you know, just like. I don't, I don't know. See, somehow you've managed to make it still like, <laughs> what's this word I'm looking for? Um, well, it's rah, trying to, rah! the word of things really good. I'm trying to find something that would, you know, entice people to engage with it. Trying to think Beyond what, the feet. What are um, daytime and, like, the TV biggest, shows? The biggest, the biggest performing things online are uh, sort of, uh, uh, what am I trying to say? Are um, 
Oh my god, what's the word I'm looking for? I, I'm, I'm like outraged. You're gonna be no help. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is um, polarizing like opinions and statements and things like this. Yeah, I could have got that. Okay, sure. <laughs> so maybe saying shit like that, but also maybe that may make people want to buy money mm. from me. Mm. Oh. Maybe if I say they're Taylor Swift's feet. Oh. Maybe if I just like dress up like Taylor Swift to pretend they're hers, or like who else is big at the minute? Selena, we talked about her before. Who else? Oh yeah, that was our update that Taylor Swift. Oh my god, maybe with... I pretend they're Mar- Meghan Markle's feet. Maybe I like leak them and be like, guess what, Meghan Markle's feet. <laughs> That's a real. And it's an Irish woman's feet. Shh, you uh, fake tan. Vogue, <laughs> bear by Vogue. It's a great Irish company. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and then do you think I should be asking people this question in a networking scenario? No. <laughs> At the Edinburgh Fringe where you're trying to be producers and agents. TV. No, don't bring up feet. People hate feet, firstly. I don't like feet. People don't like feet. Feet are disgusting. Feet are minging. It makes you think of like fungusy feet. No, Ruby. Again, this is the second time you've brought a fungus off the feet in the podcast. Right. Well, it's clearly a prevalent issue. <laughs> okay. And I don't think people are talking about it enough, <laughs> in my opinion. I think we need to discuss more about the fact that people aren't fucking washing their feet. Feet stink, feet smell, feet are disgusting. I just don't. I, maybe that's why people are sexually shy. I have no idea where a foot fetish comes from, what the psych, psychology behind I think it's the it Victorians. Is. What? Because it was, it was like, that, that was the original of like, oh, look at my ankle. Look at, look at that. Because that, that, that's like the only bit that was shown. Anyway, I don't know. Again, history podcast, absolutely guessing it. Yeah, yeah, having a clue. Having an, any type of clue. But yeah, I'm going to... I think you're you should stick out. to the seagull question. The seagull question. Yeah. Okay. By the way, the seagull question is... And Catherine won't answer, but you can answer in your head. You can just think about it. Um, maybe send me it as a DM. Um, how many seagulls... She lives for this shit, lads. <laughs> she really does. How many seagulls would you need to find in your house before you got suspicious that someone was putting them there? And this is on one day. Like, you turn up, open the door, and there's that many seagulls in the room. How many would it be for it to be suspicious? Have a little ponder. Have a little think. I've had a whole range of answers. Yeah. <laughs> My favourite answer is when someone said, I would never be suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> okay, imagine the seagulls stacked up, lined up, yeah. <laughs> like, on top of each other. There's a flock of them. There's like, 78 seagulls in your living room. Like, they're super neat as well. Like, they're really well positioned. Seagulls aren't well neat. No, but positioned. as in like they're not like going ah 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 ah, and like they're just oh, stood they're there. Calm. They're calm, waiting. That's like, very fucking terrifying. Wouldn't that not? And he was like, nope, that wouldn't. I would not be suspicious. Oh, it was a man, was it? Yeah, yeah, they just get to live around. It was so funny. I was chatting to a friend yesterday who's a lad, and he was like, um, he was telling me a story of basically how he ended up. He was on his own doing a training course down somewhere, and basically ended up at a bar, and this like fight broke out with this couple behind him. I know who were like clearly kind of yeah. not to be derogatory but like uh, he was like they were clearly on like drugs and mm. whatever else but she the guy th- like shoved her or she tripped or something directly over where my, my friend was sitting like she fell over his head like he was sat down Whoa. fell over cracked her head on the pavement <gasps> was out called so he had to like call an ambulance called the police all this stuff blah, blah, blah. but he was describing the story and he was like yeah so this pub looked a bit dodgy but I went and sat outside it because you know it was sunny and I was like cool and he was like I wasn't paying any attention to my surroundings I was like cool <gasps> and he was like I was there by myself I was like cool what is it like to live as a man He was. I was like how did you not see them he was like I really wasn't paying attention to anything going on around me Whereas as a woman, if I'm sat in a dodgy pub by myself in an area I don't know, I am so hypervigilant. Yeah, I'm having a... <laughs> I am so aware. My head is on a 360 swivel at all times. <laughs> Men just get to live in this world uncumbered. Do you know what I mean? That's why. Yeah, it's that thing of like... When... Unencumbered? Whatever, you know what I mean. Yeah, of, like I, I've had it before when you've been in a, a, a pub with mates and that and you're chatting to people and then you just say to a guy, you're like, oh, have you noticed that guy over there in the corner like doing this? And they're like, what? And it's like, oh, I'm so aware of every single person in yeah. this pub and who's behaving on like strangely. Yeah. It's every now and again you realise men just get to live in a different world. Yeah. And how nice that world must be. <laughs> yeah. When you were the predator and not the predator. Anyways, getting a bit deep. Uh, how's I mean, I'll be honest, yesterday in the office, one of the lads was like, oh, I've started doing weights. And then one of the other guys was like, oh, I'll challenge you to an arm wrestle. And then it became this whole chat about the lads in the office doing an arm wrestle. And they didn't want to. They were all like, oh, no. And there was this one guy who was like, I'll challenge you. And no one else wanted to do it with him. And then I was like, I'll do it with you. And he was like, no. 
You want it too much. No, no. And he refused. And all the lads in the office said the same thing. So I say they're the predator. It would appear that I am very much (laughs) able to fucking handle myself. You good at an arm wrestle? Mm, I used to be. Because, again, three brothers, the siblings, Mm. it used to be a bit of a thing. And I used to be, that and down in pints was like my party trick. I used, I'm a genuinely, I need to check because I haven't done it in ages. But in college, I was fucking phenomenal at down in a pint. Like I was the fat, I beat everyone. And my cousin married a fella, Andy, shout out Andy, who I didn't realise, but he, he's one of these people who like has no, he can not swallow. Mm. So he can literally just pour a pint down his throat. Like it's really his party. Like it's a big, 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 big thing. And I didn't know this though. And I had mentioned at this, uh, a wedding that oh yeah whatever I was down in pints or something and then someone who knew about Andy was like oh Catherine you should race Andy being like ha ha he'll smoke her right yeah. I was like ha come on whatever else and so I didn't know so I was like oh sure and Andy was like oh whatever and I was like look if you're too chicken like me being the cocky little bitch that I am having no idea that this man had no swallow <laughs> and but we pick up the pint down it and he was like, I couldn't, I was obviously flabbergasted that he just like swallowed it whole. Yeah. But I like finished not long after him and he turned to me, we were both like, oh my God. And I was like, oh my God. He was like, oh yeah, no, I can't. But oh my God, that's the fastest anyone's ever been. He like couldn't get over how he didn't beat me by that much. But now, not anymore. I used to be able to like, it was really, really fun when I was in college, rugby lads. You know, like beer bongs and stuff like yeah, this. Yeah. Be like, oh yeah, right. And they were like, oh. And they used to like, lads would be like, yeah, beer bong down it or whatever else. And then I'd be like, watch me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> or keg stands at a keg stand at a frat house in America. Oh my God. That's mad. You have to get people holding you up by your ankles and all. Yeah, it was mad, but it was fun. America was so much fun. America is gat, like, ugh, I, and not to promote like drinking culture, not like, oh, you're so cool if you didn't drink loads or whatever else. Mm. But Americans can't drink. They really can't. And especially in and college, <laughs> I had like quite a high tolerance was neck and pints, but I was in Belfast, right? There was one pound drinks on nights out. Right, I never forget once we went out to this nightclub and they used to do uh, one uh, uh, one pound drinks on like a Monday, and I went out and my friend didn't drink and I got a vodka cranberry and she got a cranberry and hers was one fifty and mine was one pound. Oh my! Because <laughs> alcoholic drinks were a pound, so like my tolerance was high. But I went over to America and it was gas. People would be and again the Irish thing like blah blah, blah whatever else. But like there'd be all these because they don't really drink until at least they go to college. Yeah. If not, some of them even like are like, oh, I didn't really start till I was like 19, 20 or I don't know. And again, that's a good thing in the long run, right? <laughs> but phew, means they cannot fucking hold it, right? <laughs> and there'd be lads who'd be like giving it the big in and stuff at frat parties. And then like my hockey team discovered quite quickly, I was like quite a good drinker. They'd be like, get Catherine to do it. She'll like folly. And they'd all be like, whoa, like they... They were all shocked that I did a shot with no chaser. Do you know, like followed it up with something else. Okay. Because they, if they do a shot, they everyone's always like, oh, where's my chaser? They'll have like a soft drink. Not even an alcoholic one. Sometimes you'll be like, oh, I'll do a shot and I'll chase it. Like, I'll do a shot of Sambuca, I'll chase it with my vodka Coke. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But they would just have n- nothing. I'd just do a shot and they'd be like, what? I'd be like, yeah, lads, it's six shots for six pounds at the egg before 9pm on Tuesdays, right? Yeah, great place in Belfast. Hope it's still open. Don't know if it is. Great place. See, I really hope the listeners can visualise what it's like to have both of us at a party then. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just in the corner necking, <laughs> necking shots. No, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not that heavy, not heavy a drinker. Jesus, that sounds bad. But I'm not that tolerant now, but I used to be. So anyways, mm. back in the day, it used to be my fun thing. Challenge a lad to that. Challenge a lad to arm wrestling. Meanwhile, you're asking people what their feet pics look like. We're great fun at parties. <laughs> We're great crack all round. I normally like asking people about an arm wrestler as well, but mainly I try and make the asking seem the most intimidating because I'm not actually that physically strong on my arms. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I try to be like, yeah, I'm... Whereas I've got big shoulders. And they feel quite scared. And then it's I do it. It's very much my tactic as well. Yeah. Yeah. Which again, I got good at. Because some lads, again, they're just brute forcing it. And you're like, you have to get the right angle. Lock your arm in a certain way. Maybe you can show me. Because I'll be here to push it. But I, I always... don't know that I've still got it. I'll be honest. Like the neck and pints thing are probably terrible now. <laughs> the, the, um, I always say that this arm, um, my right arm. So I broke my right arm years ago, like when I was a kid. You're right-handed. Yeah. Yeah. But it's never been the same. And so every time when I, well, every time when I... Everyone breaks their arm, Ruby. I know. But every time I lose an arm wrestle, I go, oh, it's because I broke my arm. You know, I can't scoop ice cream. 
<laughs> I can't. Scooping ice cream with this arm hurts. Are you joking me? <laughs> yeah. For fuck's sake. I can't scoop ice cream. How regularly are you trying to scoop? Do you work in an ice cream shop? No, but I just really liked ice cream. What are you talking about? I can't scoop ice cream. I can't. This arm, it hurts when I scoop it, so I have to use my left hand, but then I'm left. I'm not left-handed. Anyway, look, this is the problem. <laughs> These are my ma- my many list of problems. <laughs> Again, invite us to your parties. We've great chat. Can't wait to come. Right, shall we crack on with some of the problems? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Let's do Give that. Give some advice. Mm. Hopefully none of it is. What should I say at parties? <laughs> No, I think I've not done that. Right. So this one mm. is an oldie. Let's do the oldest one first. This one by two years. Okay. Familiar name here now for you listeners, right? Well, not this bit, but another one. Oh, actually, we have heard from this publication before, though. Castles Family Magazine, mm-hmm. the 25th of April, 1857. When? When was it? 1857. Yeah, but what was the date? 25th of April. The 25th of April, because it's not too hot and not, not too, too cold. cold. All Just you need a is a light jacket. Perfect. <laughs> also my birthday. <laughs> it's also my pals. Um, <clears throat> okay. Catherine. Ah! Oh, no! It's not spelled right way, mm-hmm. but whatever. Catherine Charles A. Hogan, who tells us that during her 17 years of married life, she has looked more, quote, after the conduct of her neighbours, sons and daughter, than her own family, Ooh. end quote. And complains of her husband's bad habits and practices, asking our advice. Now, this goes on to then be the give advice. So wait, so she's saying that she looks after her neighbours' kids more? She has looked more after the conduct of her neighbour's son and daughter than her own family. So how they conduct themselves. So I think... Well, she's been a bit judgy. She has been a little busybody. little curtain twitcher. Yeah, yeah. Mm. A real little judgy little Gemma. That doesn't even work. One's a J and one's a G. Judgy little Jemima. And her name's Catherine. Um, and been judging, turning around going, oh, look at what the neighbours are doing, look at what the neighbours are doing, and not paying attention to her own goddamn house. But then she says that her husband's not paying attention to her <coughs> to the no. house. And complains of her husband's bad habits and practices. Let me finish. Asking our advice has, we think, no one but herself to blame for the domestic misery (gasps) she suffers. Whoa. The only counsel, therefore, we can give her is to stay at home and mind her own business and make his fireside so attractive to her spouse that he will have no desire to seek society elsewhere. Oh yeah. <gasps> Wait, do you reckon it is as scandalous as like a an affair or going he's to clearly been having an affair? If he's leaving his own fireside, that's what that's code for back in the day. Or is it Again, not that he's just going not down? Qualified. Is it not that he's just going down to like the 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 the? Oh, what do they call it when they're like, I'm going to the, the club. The, oh yeah, the club. The club house. I'm going to go see the clubhouse. Going to the watering hole. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think. It doesn't make his fireside so attractive that her spouse will have no desire to seek society elsewhere. I mean, maybe. Society sounds like socialising. But then, like, it's that So thing. maybe it's that he doesn't spend any time with her. But then also, he could be having an affair. She doesn't know, right? If he's not spending any time with her. It's that thing of, like, is this incredibly coded that it is, like, mm. they're, like, hiding the truth within, like, code, <coughs> which is a very us thing to do, or is it just quite simply? Us? Women. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you and I don't talk in code. We're nothing if not incredibly direct. <laughs> women, of course, we're women. I forgot. Women, women, code. women. Uh, and uh, or it's just quite simple. But I feel, I, I mean, I want to believe the code, so I'm going to believe the code. Here's the thing, babes. Right, people in glass houses. Also, like, keep your nose out of other people's business. Mm. Do you not agree? I think we all know those people that you grew up with. You remember those kids at school whose parents were so fucking judgy and were always looking at what everyone else was doing. And, you know, the, I don't want to say this, but the Katie Hopkins mum on the school. There was, remember when she like first became controversial? It's because she was like, oh, I won't let my friends be, or my kids be friends with children who were called, um, 
what did she say? She said like Crystal or no name. Ta- Tyler. I remember she hated the name. She was like Tyler's not a good. Tyler's not from a good. Tyler doesn't have his homework done. It was, I was like what a fucking bitch. It was names. It was people named after locations. And then she had a child named India. Yeah. Fucking dumb bitch. <laughs> but this, I feel like, sorry, Catherine Charles A. Hogan. But also, it's funny that she's put, because Catherine Charles A. Hogan, is that her husband's full name? Charles A. Hogan. Has mm-hmm. she now become... Well, yeah, that't what they do, isn't so it? is she trying to put her husband on <gasps> The plot thickens! Oh, she's just about to be like, it's weird that they full named her. Charles, Catherine, Charles. Is that her whole plan? That she was also they've done her dirty because maybe she was like, you know, I I spent more time looking after whatever else, and now my husband. Maybe she meant for them to like give the husband a go, but they fully fucking dug her out, being like, keep your nose out of other people's business, there, you big nosy body, Catherine Charles (laughs) A. Hogan. Hey, keep your nose out of other people's business. Now, excuse me, while we ask for people to write us their problems so we can solve them, (laughs) while we continue in our business of being an agony aunt. Um, but yeah, put on blast. Oh my god, do we know if is it possible to Google the Charles A. Hogan? Is he a descent? No, is he a ancestor? A, I feel a grandfather like it might be quite a common name of Hulk Hogan. Oh. <laughs> I you sent. I feel like you thought this the minute you heard the name. Yeah, Hogan. I heard Hogan. And I was like Hulk. <laughs> Hulk Hogan. Hogan's quite a common name in Ireland. I knew a couple of Hogan's going on. I didn't know any. Yeah, so, I mean, but you never know. You know, people emigrated 1857, very well could be. The whole, you know, that Charles A. Hogan's great, 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 I don't know, how many years ago? How many people? It's probably actually not that many generations ago, is it? Yeah. Thinking about it. And he's still trying to get his revenge. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think keep your fucking nose out of other people's business, Catherine. Honestly. Okay, Catherine? Yes, okay. That's <laughs> fine. You should be less nosy. I'm going to try and do my best. It is that we thing. We talked about this before. <laughs> I'm like, you can't bitch about other people's problems and then complain about it. Like, like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, like, sort out your own thing before you start middling on other people's stuff. I once had someone who owed me for an invoice that was past due talk about how they were like, oh, I hate when people don't pay on time. And I literally had to be like, you haven't paid me. So literally don't be that person. There's nothing worse than a hypocrite. There's nothing worse than people who, yeah, would say, if you don't want people chatting shit about your husband being out seeking society elsewhere, okay? And if you can't control your man, how is your neighbor supposed to control her kids? And you know what? Maybe she'd have a better time if you weren't over her shoulder the whole time judging, okay? So don't do that, Catherine. Just. Stay in your fucking lane, mind your own fucking business. Right? While you're, while it's a good you're, way to live life these days, lad. And there's that thing of like, while your attention has been turned facing the neighbour, that's when your, your husband ran out the back door. It's running. Stop. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I agree. Right, I think we solved that problem. Mm. Okay, we have another problem that's only two years later. Ooh. Very close in time together. So, this also wrote into Castles. Okay. Castles. Arthur Biggs, <laughs> right, in March 1859. 1859, gotcha. Right. Um, so it sort of does some explaining and then it's got it's only got a quotation in there. So um, Arthur Briggs, who wrote to Castles after six months of marriage in March 1859, was the surprise victim mm-hmm. of a fluffy girl who did success- successfully transform herself into a competent manager with a mind and temper of her own. So, this is the quote. He thought his Euphemia Ellen, this is a quote name, Euphemia Ellen, which I looked up, Euphemia. It means well-spoken. Okay. Okay. So, his well-spoken Ellen would always see things as he saw them and that he, his will would be her law. To his real disappointment, (laughs) he finds that she has a will of her own. And often sees things from a different point of view to his own. In fact, Arthur Biggs is disappointed. And perhaps Euphemia Ellen, quote, is also disappointed. (laughs) So this man was like, love this girl, great. My opinion will be law. She'll do exactly as I fucking say. Six months into marriage, she's like, no one told me women had opinions. (laughs) 
No one told me. Okay, I've got some questions. Go, go, Number go. Number one, what was he called? It was Charles Biggs? No, Arthur. Arthur Biggs. Arthur Biggs. Arthur Biggs. How much money does Arthur Biggs make? <sighs> Arthur Biggs just sound like, do you know what I think he sounds like? Sort of um, upwardly mobile guy who wants, he's, he's, tr- he, he's not quite in the upper echelons, but he's trying to break through there. Yeah. He's like still trying to put on an act. He's not comfortable. He's still trying to break into that upper class. Yeah, because it sounds like to me that this woman went, oh my God, yes. Yeah, oh my God. Oh, wow. You are so smart. Wow. (gasps) I completely agree. Married. Done. Right. Bye. (laughs) Play that fucker like a fiddle. (laughs) Good woman yourself, Euphema Ellen. She did what she had Euphemia. to do. That generally just sounds like she did. It's so true, though. But also, in these days, they're saying to women, like, oh, don't let a man make the first move. Don't, blah, 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 whatever else. Right, well, if you want women to for, to, 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 to pretend or to make themselves, shape-shift themselves into being these delicate little wallflowers the whole time, well, yeah, the minute we've got you locked the fuck down and divorce wasn't uh, uh, allowed at the time, huh, what are you going to do now, bitch? I trapped you. <laughs> and you know what? In a world where marriage is basically a woman's one way of having security and financial... Good fucking for you, Ellen. And you know what? I'm delighted she didn't slow into this. Yeah. Sounds like six months in, she's fucking letting her peace be said. <laughs> and I agree, Ellen. Well, no, it wouldn't be six months in. I reckon it'd be earlier than that because it's just built, it's bubbled up underneath him that he's gone, okay, I think I need to go ask someone. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't think... Yeah, I reckon early doors. He's like, wait, what? <laughs> but you were so well spoken. Oh no, the well spoken thing didn't work out. <laughs> I feel like he's like, God, she's just so well spoken. And then she spoke and he was like, but I don't like what she's saying. <laughs> Those aren't my own thoughts coming out of her mouth. I want to know what her opinions were. I, I'm intrigued. Maybe, I don't know, go fuck yourself. <laughs> what would her opinions have been? Oh, like, part of me is like, is it like big, sca- like big, um, big thoughts and big things, or is it just quite simply that he was like, I would like, to, oh, I, I want lamb tonight, and she's like, mm, I prefer beef, and he's like, <gasps> no, how dare you? <laughs> or is it like he's like, oh God, reading in the papers, the this the this new mine is going to be terrible. And she's like, well, maybe, maybe it'll be good for people, give them jobs. What? <laughs> Who told you to think? Who allowed you, who bade you speak? Who gave you the paper? I thought we had the woman's paper. You can read? <laughs> this is the man who invented the woman's paper. Woman's own paper run by a man. This fella, he's trying to keep her in her lane. Okay, do you want to read what the castle's advice was? Oh, can I guess what their advice is? Go for it. Um, um, sometimes women think too. <laughs> <laughs> so you think it's like a biology lesson? Sort yeah, of thing, I like, think it's... Fun fact, women also have brains. <laughs> yeah, I think it's that. You think it's that type of vibe? Yeah, I don't. I think I think they're gonna be like they're gonna be like, oh, pop it. It's okay. Sometimes women think too, and that's okay. I really hope they're doing that. But it's it's still gonna be a bit patronizing to women. Patronizing to women. It's okay, still gonna be a bit patronizing to women, but it is gonna be allowing us to think. Okay, so let, well, let's see, let's see, let's see. If you wish your wife to appear as amiable as she did when she was bride elect which I love, by the way, as a term. Bride-elect, as though she's been elected to it. Like, president-elect is when someone has been elected as president, but, but they not. haven't been, like, they sworn haven't into sworn office. in yet. Yeah. Bride-elect. What a good term for a fiancé. I'm going to start, my, I have two of my mates who are fiancés. They're moment. now bride-elects. They're bride-elects. <laughs> They're bride-elects. They've won the campaign. I do They're just them. waiting for the formal formalisation. Mm. So if you wish your wife to appear as amiable as she did when she was bride-elect, infuse into your own manner now you are a husband some of the fondness of a lover after a parting endeavour to meet Euphemia with some of the warmth of former days recollect how fond was the first meeting how tender was the last farewell how fervent were your vows Euphemia, as they suggested, might be equally unhappy as she is contrasted, uh, as she contrasted this happy picture with, oh wait, what is this? No, never mind. This book sort of gives like commentary on them Mm. and then intersects it, but sometimes they put them in there. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, what time are we at? 34. 
that is unfair. Right. So I'm going to say the last line again and then you can just respond to that. Mm-hmm. How fervent were your vows? Oh, see, that's just, like, it's really, it's a lovely response, but I can't help but feel that they've gone, your woman's expre- um, expressing opinions. Well, clearly you're not being nice to her and that's why she's not agreeing with you still. Oh, I don't think so. Oh, I think the opposite. I think they're like, yeah, but just remember, you're supposed to love her anyways. Remember what you vowed to her. Oh, okay. Now you've made it sound really nice. I think I think that, well, that's what I took from it. Oh my God, am I romantic? Um, <laughs> oh my God, maybe I'm like, heart, heart, hope, heart, I'm a heartless romantic. That's what I am. I was going to say hopeless and for some reason heartless <laughs> came out. And honestly, that fits the bell. <laughs> that really does. That's me to a team. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think it's basically being like, whoa, 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 you're just getting into marriage now and you're, you know, getting annoyed his opinion. I think they're basically being like, not even really honouring his like, thing of like, she won't do exactly as I say, to be like, why did you love her? Did you love her because she did everything you said? Like, as in like, no, remember what you vowed to do and, you know, like, remember to you know think of the fondness of which you hold her and stuff to be like stop focusing on what irritates you about her basically her having an opinion mm, yeah I'm like remember why you like her oh that is really I nice. think it's quite sweet from castles who are normally sort of pricks that is quite nice isn't it that is I still think very romantic advice to be fair also they're only six months in so yeah it's probably one of those where it's like remember why you love her while you can like if you're six years into the marriage mm. And you're saying all this, maybe maybe all that love and passion is gone. I hope I hope that that's fine. They've given the advice to the man, and they've said to the man what he needs to hear of being like, "Yo, um, remember, yeah, remember why you married her, that you love her, and like keep doing that." I hope they also sent a letter to her, being like, "You do you, babes." Yeah, yeah, just keep saying your opinion. Yeah, you do you. We've told him to be nice to you. Okay, <laughs> we've told him to remember the vows he made. And also, fair play on trapping them. <laughs> Good for you. Hey, game, set, match, babes. Well done. Check, mate. I appreciate that. Okay, I have one more problem. Oh, gorgeous. But this, I think, is a fun one. Okay, okay, okay. okay, okay. okay, okay, okay. So this is from Forget Me Not. We're jumping ahead now. 1915. 1915. Think about the time, Ruby. Oh, God, wait. War, Titanic. Uh, no, the Irish uh, Rebellion. <laughs> no, what is it? You'll hear. Okay, so. For nearly three years, I have had a sweetheart who I lo- whom I love deeply. He is 25 and I am 18. Which means she was 15. Yeah, she was 15 when he, he was, was 22. 22. Bit fucking gross. I don't know about you. That's a bit fucking gross. But I feel like that's fucking gross. That's <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I'm feeling 22. Um, He's too old to be going out with a 15-year-old. Let's go for that, Eric. Uh, okay. So, but also, I feel like, you know, back in the day, this wasn't that unusual. No, it wasn't. Unfortunately. unfortunately. But 15 and 22 is a solid... I I mean, like it's, you know, like it's seven years, whichever way you slice it. But I feel like a 15-year-old and a 22-year-old, very different people, surely. But but then there's also that thing of like, the maturity levels are different between, at least when I've it seen... It can't be that women, big. But it cannot be that big. Also, like, if, yeah. If I met a... Well, again, I still think I think twenty-two year olds are babies. But if I met a twenty-two year old who was behaving like a fifteen-year-old, I'd be like, "Uh, gross, ick." Yeah, like I feel like a seven-year, like a twenty-five-year-old and a thirty-two-year-old. I'm like, okay, we're well, both sort of adults. Like, fine, that's chill, no stress, no worries. But fifteen, that's rocking that cradle. Anyways, mm. that's actually not the point. It's just window dressing. Yeah, I'm eighteen. He is eligible for the army, but has never offered. Though he is free and his post will be kept open for him. So his job, whatever Mm. he has now. I have begged him to enlist. But he says he won't go until, quote, the street loafers do. Street loafers? So I think the street loafers are like the idea of basically being like, oh, you know, these the benefit, like the working class people who just hang out on the street, the unemployed maybe. Okay. Do you know? Yeah. The way people are like, oh. These do nothing gooders. I googled it and it just seemed to be people who like just hang about on the streets all day with seemingly no job. Okay, okay. So, because he has a job, so he's like, "Well, I've got a job. If these street lovers aren't going, what should I?" On the other hand, he is longing for conscription. 
where he's forced to go, basically. His mother is coaxing him not to go and I could not overcome her influence. Most of my girlfriend's sweethearts have gone and I feel horrid when I meet up with them with my boy. The humiliation is dreadful. Oh my God. Shall I give him up or not? Life without him would be so awful, but I feel I am not doing the right thing to go about with him. So basically... Oh my God. But it was clearly such a thing back in the day. Oh yeah. Like, that if a young man didn't go, it was, it was so shameful. It was seen as like cowardice. Mm. And like, you, or what was... Oh, what pa- pacifists? Like some people were pacifists, but even they had to like hide it. So it was like... Um, yeah, scandalous <clears throat> if they weren't going. Yeah. But like, but he wants to go. He just doesn't it's, want I mean, to. The whole thing about, I'm not going to go, but I'm begging. I really want conscription to come. So then the, he just basically doesn't have the balls to make a decision. Yeah. If he wants conscription, then he wants the decision made for him. Also, it just sounds like he's a mummy's fucking boy. If his mummy doesn't want him to go, he's not going. It does. And then when conscription comes, his man can't say anything. This this man sounds like a little, um, I was going to say weasel. Like, as in like, yeah. like, like... He is a weasel. There is a spine there, but it's not doing much. No. <laughs> it's very bendy. Goes one way, then the other, then the other. What's your advice to the gal? Um, <laughs> I don't know if the gal needs any advice, uh, <laughs> in my opinion. I can't think what her... Because it just seems like she wants to send her man to war. And he's not I think going. she wants him to go. Yeah. But not because, not, it is funny because you're like, babes, he probably gone die. Like, yes. She's like, life without him would be awful if I break up with him. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you think happens at war. It's this weird thing of like, I don't really know if shit had popped off at that stage in terms of the war. Uh, okay, wait, wait. No. I don't think it had gotten as hairy as it does get. 1917 feels like an important year. <clears throat> Possibly. Again, we don't know, listeners. We haven't Googled this. We, we haven't looked this up. We really should look it up. But I know. One of these days we will. I think that, I think like with the hindsight of us looking on it, being like, uh, you are where it's about to. I think I think at this point, they're unaware that it's called what we refer to the world war. Yeah. So I feel like if she knew that, maybe all those people would be a little less inclined. And so we've got that lovely little hindsight. Um, whereas I think, <laughs> if I'm thinking about it then, hmm. I think I think maybe just keep calling him a pussy. A pussy? Yeah, just being like, oh, look at this little pussy cat. You're so afraid. <laughs> That's not why people call people pussies. Because he's afraid. Yeah, but it's not because of a pussy cat. No, but they're puss- pussy. Pussy. You know when someone goes, you're a pussy, mate? Yeah. They don't mean you're a pussy cat. They, yeah, but there's a, there's a... Are you aware of that? Yeah, I'm aware of that, but it's like a double... You do know double- what they're referring to. Yeah. Okay, great. I just had to double check. I thought for a second you thought there was like, you know, lads on the street be like, yo, pussy That you were like, they mean cats. I mean, I do think it. I do think it. I know what... Yeah, but so long as you and I, so long as you know that that's not what they're talking about. words can have multiple meanings. They can. I just wanted to check that you knew the multiple meanings of that word. Moving swiftly on. So you say call him a coward. Mm. Call him a coward to his face. But like in a fun, flirty way, and then like that negging will eventually affect him. So you think like be neg him to the hilt? Mm -hmm. My advice is to break up with him, irregardless of whether he goes to war or not, because babes, he's a little bitch. He's a little bitch whose mummy is pulling all of those strings. And that's not something you want in your life war or no war. Right? You're 18. You're young. You've got the youths of spring about you. Also, fun fact, conscription is coming. Okay? <laughs> and he will die. I'm not, if he's a pussy at home, he'll be a pussy in war. And I feel like you have to be brave to survive. Mm. Well, actually, maybe not. Maybe the cowards were the ones that did live and the brave died. Who knows? <laughs> maybe it was a mixture of the two. Yeah. But what I will say is, a man who is so... Uh, controlled by his mother. It's not a man that you want to hitch your wagon to. So, babes, break up with him. War or no war? The war's done you a favour. <laughs> you know what? Someone has to benefit from war and it was you because you have now seen the cut of his jib and uh, the, he's shown his true character. He doesn't... And if he wants to go to war but won't because his mum... Because of his mum, then he's not his own man. And at 25, which is basically 50... <laughs> like not even 100 years ago 
But at 20, to be fair, you're 18 and you, you, you're like, God, maybe I should make, you're like trying to make a difficult decision because you're like, yeah. oh, maybe I should break up with him even though I like him, but this isn't what I agree with and stuff. And he's just sitting around twiddling his thumbs at 25. He's never going to be the man. He's never going to be your man. Break up with him now and then send him off to war. <laughs> yeah, break him up, break up with him and give him a reason to go to war. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Give him something to fight for. <laughs> Um, shall we read the forget-me-nots advice? Oh my God, yes. What is the forget-me-not advice? Okay. Your lover's argument is a weak one, my dear. Mm. Her lover's argument? As in the boy's argument? Like what he is saying? Need, what? Oh, let me clarify. Yeah, let's get Your lover's context. argument is a weak one, my dear. If the loafer is wrong to not enlist, then so is he. So his argument of, I won't go until the street loafers go. Yeah. She's like, well, if they're not enlisting... Then, or if they should be in this thing, so should you. Like, why are you better than a street loafer? Mm. Why you're saying, oh, they're wrong for not going, but so are you. Mm. That's his argument. You get it? I think so. Okay. Your lover's argument, then the boyfriend's argument, mm. for is a weak one. If the loafer is wrong to not enlist, then so is he. And surely it is better to go without compulsion with the flower of our manhood than to be pressed into service with less worthy ones. So as in, you should go and be a full man about it. Go into service rather than conscription come along and you you and the street loafers all get sent in together. Yeah. So I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, although I don't think you have to you're absolutely allowed to not go to war but if he wants to go to war and is waiting for conscription to come just be your own man make your own decisions. No mother is justified in keeping her son back while other mothers send theirs. As for the question of your going with him, uh, of your going with him, do not act rashly, but let him see that to be with him now gives you little pride or pleasure compared with that of being able to show the world that he is doing his evident duty. So they said my thing as well. Yeah. They said call him a little pussy while he's out and be like, you're embarrassing to Make be around. Make it clear. Like, <laughs> I'm so embarrassed to be with you, but if you went to war, <laughs> I would be so proud of you. Oh my, oh my God, I would be so proud of my little soldier boyfriend. Also, I, f- I feel like we need to clarify that, like, we're giving this advice for people who don't exist anymore and of that. If this was, like, a now today problem, I'd be like, ah, I wouldn't. No, I'm not telling anyone to go to war. You don't have to go to war at all. I believe in pacifism. I think war benefits corporations and... Uh, banks and arms dealers it doesn't do anything for the common man and people no but as, as aggressive as I seem I'm actually quite a pacifist um, <laughs> I know ironically isn't it listeners again I'm doing the thing of talking to the cameras though we're on TV um, ever since know. Mark pointed that out in the last <laughs> episode I'm like hello yes of course but um, I, I think if he's like oh I really want to go and just won't because basically he hasn't been, the decision hasn't been made for, for him. Yeah, and, and also his mum. And it is one of these where, again, maybe he's saying this is a bravado. Maybe he's very scared. Maybe he doesn't want to go and he doesn't want to admit that to his sweetheart. In which case, I think that's fine. But you're not, she, we only have her account. And according to her, you're dying for conscription. You are begging to be conscripted. In which case, fucking go now. Don't mm. wait around for someone to make a decision for you. In life, in general. But by no means does anyone need to rush to war. Okay? Yeah, if we take it out of the war context and just say, if there's something you want to do, and you're like, you really want to do it, but you keep putting it off. Because your mum tells you not to. Because your mum tells you not to. Then Fuck no. that shit. If there's something you want to go do, yeah. just do it. And no matter what your boyfriend is, if he's this fucking controlled by his mother, run! <laughs> I have met enough Irish men. They are run by their mothers. And I've never met an independent Irish man. They're owned by their mammies. Owned. Some some good ways, you know, some bad. But yeah, Irish men are owned by their mammies. And I'm telling you, love, run for the hills. <laughs> You're 18. He's old. He's 25. He'll come back mangled. Anyway. <laughs> That's mean. Shout, shout, shout out our, um, what do you call them? Veterans. Anyways, okay. <laughs> I think that's all we have time for this week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's end on that positive note. Mm-mm-mm. Ruby, what have you got to shout about? Well, I know we both have something to shout about. We both have something to shout so, about. go first. Right, because mine's first. Yeah, it is. 25th of June, uh, Sunday, 
4 p.m. I'm doing my uh, um, show eBay at 2 North Down, which is in King's Cross. Very convenient to get to. Very convenient to get. It's a fully accessible venue. Mm-hmm. So anybody with any accessible accessibility needs. So it's lovely. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing my show in London um, uh, and I'm very excited to do it. I've got a couple of things that I've changed and tweaked up. And I'm, I'm, oh, uh, well, I might. Oh, yeah, I've got a thing that I might put in. I'll chat about it with you later. It's, okay. very, it's very exciting. Anyway, so yeah, um, but you can get tickets online on Ticketex or if you go on the Two North Down website. Or Didn't Ask for Agony Linktree. Or um, Didn't Ask for Agony or Linktree. Or Ruby Cow's Instagram Linktree. Or my Linktree, but we've got, I've got Any it in there. Any other shows or dates coming up? Um, that's the main one I want to push right now. Otherwise, if anyone's going up to Edinburgh. Yeah, you know, you're up in Edinburgh for... For the last two weeks. Yep. Then, come, then you can see eBay there as well. Yeah. Um, Wonderful. Yeah, which is very fun. And I am doing a show, the... Sunday at 4pm what that sounds familiar it is it's the week following Ruby on the 2nd of July I am in the same place two north down doing the same well the same thing a show it's not the same show we have different shows uh, very different vibes on stage I'll be honest with you lads I'm sure it's come clear on this podcast very different people on stage uh, yeah I'm doing my show um, working title In Memory of Me <laughs> I know. Yeah, That's yeah. a great title. I know. Yeah, you've seen the show. It works, doesn't That's it? That's such a good title. Thanks. Yeah, I know. Woo! If you want to understand why "In Memory of Me" is a good title, come see the show. Yeah. Second uh, of July, two North Down, four PM, and then the following f- Friday, which is the oh fuck it, the eighth of July. What's five days on from the side? Anyways, whatever. The something like that. The Friday at like nine PM in in Cornwall in Falmouth. If anyone knows anyone in or around Cornwall or Falmouth, I am there. I'm part of the Falmouth Cringe Festival. I will be there doing my show. Then I'm also doing some calendar fringe dates in August, but I haven't put those up online yet, so I'll tell you about them when I have. That's yeah. all. Okay, please like, subscribe, follow. Thank you too. 21 Soho and Laughing Around Productions for letting us use their studio. And lastly, thank you to you for listening. Please like, subscribe and share and have a good week. Goodbye.